Today I am really excited to be talking about yoga because yoga is my home. <laughs> I think that before I discovered yoga, uh, there were a lot of things that didn't quite come together for me. And yoga actually is the stitching together or union. And it's so representative of so many things that had to happen in my life regarding my health in all aspects that it is really hard to convey until you actually recognize what it's doing for you and also the purpose outside of just being a nice physical practice to keep your body moving it is so much more than that and so and that means for not only yourself as an adult who might be listening but also for children um, and as a unifying, I suppose, activity for not just the individual, but for community as well. So I'm going to get into a little bit about, of that in this session, and I hope you really enjoy it. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. All right, so this session I've called the many, many, many benefits of yoga. And there are many. <laughs> Did I say that? Okay, so ancient cultures all over the world practice traditions that emphasize good health, right? They use a focused, consistent, often daily practice involving physical activity with mindful elements from the mental and emotional states of the practitioner. So that would be you, as well as the spirit. Today, you'll see these cultures and practices alive and well all over the world. Just think of the widespread practice of yoga in India and Tai Chi and Qigong in other Asian countries. These ancient practices have been tried and tested, prove as a, proven as an integral part of overall good health. There's a dire need to relearn these practices in parts of the world where they've been forgotten or devalued and placed behind progress, speed, and instant gratification. In the West, although there are pockets of communities that still employ relaxation and mindfulness practices, the whole way of life overall is sped up creating an environment where health takes a backseat to stressful daily physical, mental, and social interactions. When living in such a state, your body and mind take a beating while with little time to repair. So enter yoga, my home, as I said. Many think of yoga as a trendy exercise technique or an un unattainable set of movements turning you into a pretzel or a Zen monk. <laughs> Yet it's all none of the or all and none of these things. It's all of them, but none of them. The practice can't be pigeonholed into one inadequate category or another. Yoga is an ancient form of movement and exercise with an overwhelming number of health benefits ranging from emotional balance to physical stamina. Yoga follows a set of asanas, which are poses, designed to give your body and mind a good workout. There are many forms of yoga, and there's a style of practice that can match anyone according to their needs, their body type, their preference, their ability, mood, and skill level. Even belief system, actually. <laughs> so yoga 
is physical, right? So we all know this. It's physical. Yoga strengthens your body, helps you to move more freely and become lighter on your feet. It actually massages your organs, brings fresh oxygen to your brain and other body parts, gets your lymph system flowing. It stimulates your immune system, strengthens your thyroid, works on muscles and unwrinkles myofascial tissue. It lubricates your joints, stimulates brain development and repair, strengthens and stretches muscles, builds bone density, actually bone density, and depending on the intensity, yoga gets your heart pumping and helps you have a good detoxifying sweat. Yoga is also mental emotional. Uh, Through yoga, you can get an intense workout, yet feel refreshed, centered, and calm when finished a practice. Yoga teaches you to observe strong emotions like resistance and anger and allows you to sit with those emotions and move them out through your body. Yoga is a mindful, moving meditation that brings awareness to your body and mental state so you can focus on discovering the sources of your health challenges while reducing both your physical and emotional stress. When focusing on your body, all else falls away including unnecessary stress and a hyper-focus on things you worry about but don't ultimately matter. Yoga teaches acceptance. It teaches you to be where you're at in any given moment and that even if things are uncomfortable at times, they're what they are. Yoga teaches you to observe and to learn. Yoga teaches you that everything is temporary and not to get too attached to pleasure or too upset with discomfort or pain as these things will pass. Then it prepares you for the next challenge you'll take on in your life. It teaches you how to bring it when you need to find inner and outer strength. Yoga nourishes the spirit through union. Yoga is a union of all body systems and aspects of what we call the self but also union with other people, your community, your natural world. Yoga teaches you to listen and observe, to slow down and discover so you can rest, repair, heal, and maintain a healthy body and mind. Satsang, where truth-seeking people are brought together in yogic practice, can bring the positive energy of people together, encouraging and strengthening each other. It can help you to feel more powerful and centered within yourself and therefore more connected to the world and people around you. Yoga through its focus and stillness can help you to connect with to what it means to be alive, to what your life means and to what really matters. It can reduce the angst and anxiety you feel when nothing makes sense in your life or you're unsure. Yoga yoga can help you to look inward for the answers and bring you back to the task of living a more vibrant, fulfilling life. It's, is that, (laughs) and I would say that's pretty much the epitome of good health. (laughs) That's just my opinion. All right, so therapeutic benefits of yoga. In the holistic functional model of health, it's crucial to see your body as a system of parts working together and united. Every part has its job, but each one affects the other. Yoga recognizes the union of these systems. The practice of yoga works on all of them at once. So yoga reduces physical and mental emotional stress. Stress is the catalyst for ill health. And we talk about this uh, to a great extent actually in a few other episodes of this podcast. 
In fact, it's the stress you experience, whether it be emotional or physical, that creates every single malfunction or disease process. So good health is heavily dependent upon reducing stress and making sure to get ample hydration, nutrition, oxygen, movement, sleep, rest, and repair, and to rid your body of the things that can potentially harm you, such as infection, bacteria, chemical burden through proper immune system function and detoxification. Practicing yoga can address all of those things through movement. But yoga also addresses stress and detoxification through breath work. Your lungs are organs of detoxification. They filter and expel. Your lungs also do the job of bringing oxygen into your body, which is needed for every physical process necessary to sustain life. If you don't breathe, you die. We all know this. The rate at which you bring in that oxygen and expel the carbon dioxide is controlled by the breath. The breath can instigate a cascade of stress hormones when we're panting through our mouths in distress, or the hormones that make us more centered and settled when we're taking controlled breaths through our nostrils. Yogic breathwork has been shown to increase the oxygenation of all of the bodily tissues, including the brain, while reducing stress, decreasing anxiety, improving mood and physical stamina, and producing an overall feeling of calm and balance. Breathwork is meditative as it requires a focus on the breath itself, and meditation has been shown to be a powerful healing practice by making profound changes to the very structure of the brain. Reducing risk factors to your health, so that's another thing that is a benefit of yoga. It reduces risk factors to your health. In a nutshell, the potential for you to become ill, to develop symptoms, or worse, to move into a state of chronic illness is only partially due to your genetic potential, really actually only about 10%, and that's genetic potential. So if you listen to any of my um, sessions about epigenetics, you'll know that we have all the power to epigenetically influence our gene expression. The rest of your potential to develop health problems comes down to factors largely controlled by diet and lifestyle. Yoga is one part of living a lifestyle that reduces these risks. It can help you to improve on other factors such as good nutrition in that it forces you to slow down and pay attention to everything you do, including what you put into your body. Yoga also reduces the risk factors of illness that can include lack of mental and physical activity, vascular problems, which is you know relating to oxygen and blood flow, inflammation and immobility. As mentioned, uh, it moves toxins out through the lungs, through yogic breath work, and the skin sweating while mobilizing the digestive system to eliminate properly. Yoga is a very powerful method of disease prevention and maintenance of good health. And actually, I would even say disease or um, health recovery. How can yoga help you heal? Let's say you have a health challenge you're looking to overcome. Because yoga works on so many levels and on the whole person, it has massive health benefits for a myriad of illnesses and disease processes. A few examples being mental mood disorders such as depression, and I don't even want to say disorders, I want to actually say mental mood, um, I guess, challenges or um, I don't even want to say struggles, experiences that are intense, right? Um, diabetes, cancer, memory and brain degeneration, 
which would be things like dementia and Alzheimer's, ADHD, autoimmunity, type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, and etc. that are considered to be in the autoimmune category. Hormone imbalance, digestive problems, musculoskeletal discomfort such as back and joint pain, sarcopenia, which is muscle wasting, arthritis, and many more. Yoga can improve heart, liver, endocrine, kidney, brain, and digestive health and aid in the prevention, improvement, and reversal of any and all of the above conditions. It can keep you feeling younger and more mobile, preventing the cascade of ill health immobility can create in the aging population and can increase the stamina of both young and old alike. Yoga can be practiced for therapeutic purposes to heal both the body and the mind as it relieves stress and improves focus and stamina. It can be practiced by both people who are facing health challenges themselves or those who are caring for loved ones who are ill. It can be practiced by older people as well as children and teens and I would say would be most beneficial to all of the above. So some helpful yoga practices. Let's get into some of the practices. Starting to practice yoga need not be intimidating nor daunting. It's a personal practice for you to explore as you see fit. You can start small exploring one pose at a time or attending beginner classes. If you already practice yoga, deepen your practice by exploring other styles of yoga or by studying yogic principles. Like for instance, I've practiced yoga for many, many years. And I've moved from this sort of athletic kind of like stretching (laughs) to a deeper form of yoga. And I've explored many different kinds. And I actually use different forms of yoga for different um, moods that I'm in or different needs that I have. So if I really want to go deep into something a little more, um, I guess, deeply relaxing and releasing stressors and knowing that some of the stressors are more, you know, related to some way that I'm living or thinking, I want to do a more deeper spiritual practice Um, or if I find myself contracting in my life and I I need to um, learn a little bit more love, you know, express a little more love or, um, you know, things like that. I'll go deeper. But if I want to just, you know, go through a few um, motions to keep my brain and body working, a little 15 minute break in between, you know, sessions with clients or writing sessions or I'm reading too much and too much in my head and I need to drop back into my body, I'll do something a little bit more um, athletic, right? Or just a shorter uh, session. Um, and if, if I want to really truly relax, I'll do a nidra yoga. Or if I want something a little more flow, you can do a flow. Or if you need a little more static and strength building, you can do that as well. So it's really versatile and awesome, you know, and I don't actually ascribe to any sort of yogic um, like school of thought. I explore all of them and I highly encourage anybody to do the same. I actually, I have trouble, you know, really um, advocating for uh, employing a specific dogma, right? So it's really useful to be part of a community and say, this is the yoga for me. This is the guru for me. This is the teacher for me. Um, yet it can lead, leave us a little blind to other possibility. And so I take what I, what I absorb and I enjoy, you know, really immersing into a specific teacher or a style or a, a discipline. And then I go, okay, 
I got it. And I, <laughs> I go and explore something else, right? Um, so that I, my mind remains open and I'm always still returning to the, the unified collective, but always thinking for myself. And then that keeps my mind open to everything, which is really what unity means. It's all not just unifying according to one specific dogma or practice or um, right thing to do as opposed to the wrong thing to do. So I highly encourage you to be to explore. And if you find yourself getting stuck or that it's not working for you anymore or that you're getting a little too far into one specific belief system or um, even the same repetitive motions, do something different. All right, so if you don't like a class or if one teacher doesn't resonate with you, same thing, try something or someone else. It's like a, it's like books. You know, I always think, I go into a bookstore and I say, there's a book for everyone. <laughs> Even people that don't claim to read, you know, like there are books on mechanics and there are books that are comic books and there are children's books and adult books and intermediate books. There's fantasy, there's Western, there's adventure, there's calming, there's self-help. You know, there's a book for everyone. And I think that's the same uh, for yoga. There's a yoga practice for everyone. You can practice at home or in a class. You can use a DVD or online resource or lots of those online resources. Just hit YouTube and type in yoga. It's a little hard sometimes to find ones you like. It takes a little bit of trial and error. Um, But uh, I keep a running list of favorites and I, I often share those with clients because then it helps to narrow down the search. Um, you can discover with a friend or a neighbor, which is really nice to have accountability and not just accountability because it does keep you going and motivated. It's like, well, come on, we, we have a plan. We have a, uh, we have a class pra- um, planned right now. But it's also for, um, you know, connection with others to explore um, just a growth process with another. So be sure to get good instruction as there's always the potential for injury with any physical activity you undertake. So yes, we can watch yoga videos, but we need to make sure that we're very cognizant to alignment and um, making sure that we're doing everything properly. It doesn't have to look beautiful. It doesn't have to be like the best thing you've ever done. You don't have to be super athletic, but you do need to make sure you're protecting your joints and ligaments, you don't want to pull anything or strain um, and cause damage or an injury. So, you know, having a good teacher, even doing something in person a couple of times before you embark on that home practice is really useful um, so that you can make sure you're doing everything at home, um, you know, without injury. And so, uh, yeah, so take those instructions to heart and then you can do your own thing as long as you understand how um you know how to move that is protective of all of your body or body parts all right so the point is to see what yoga can do for you to find out what your body needs and to have fun and discover a great deal in the process and yoga can be fun i even actually find it fun when i'm sweating and like pretty much swearing sometimes out loud and then i'll laugh at myself and then i'll because it is a reflection of life and it helps you to bring it in not only your physical body but your emotional mental body 
which is all one anyway, right? It's all one anyway. It's all unified. You can't even really actually separate it. So as you push and stretch yourself, no pun intended, or, you know, um, you do the same in your life. And you'll find that things in life are a lot easier to manage or not even manage. Um, It's actually not even easier to manage. It's like you find the beauty in all of it and you're able to move through all of those, those teachings that you receive through your life experience. It's quite beautiful to watch it or to experience it happen. You're not watching it, you're experiencing it. Okay, so I was like I was saying, I even enjoy the painful yoga. <laughs> I mean, when I say painful, I'm like, wow, that yoga teacher is really like challenging me right now. And I am huffing and I'm puffing and this pose is really, really long or, you know, that stretch is super deep. I enjoy that too because it's like that whole process of how you move forward and evolve in the first place. So it's like you you initiate this um, process, um, you get really challenged where you think I'm never going to make it and then you see the end. It's like five more breaths and you're like, whoa, I'm going to make it and you're excited to make it and then you make it and then it's like this triumphant moment of a new part of you that you didn't even know existed, that you didn't even know you had in you. Beautiful. So, all right, so here are some poses. So do as much or as little as you want, but try to stay consistent, okay? So try to make yoga an important part of your day, even if it's only 10 minutes of focused attention on your practice. That's better than an hour of interrupted, half-hearted going through the motions. So don't even bother if it's going to be like you're, you know, not even paying attention to your body or the experience of it. And you're just like, you know, doing it because you have to because you, you know, plunked it into your schedule because your health coach told you to <laughs> come at it with true um, intention to explore and to see what where this takes you, even if it's 10 minutes. Know that if you're timed for 10 minutes, that there's nothing you need to do in that 10 minutes. That is what it's set aside for. That those, those few minutes of your day, what it's set aside for. Try inversions, okay, such as downward dog. Those are ones where you're upside down, right? And poses that put you upside down or with your legs up on the wall to increase circulation and flow of fresh blood to organs and to oxygenate your brain. Try a flow workout where one pose flows into another, such as sun salutations, to invigorate and recharge. Try uh, poses such as warriors one, two, and three for strength and focus. There are lots of them that are actually for strength and focus. Uh, try poses such as tree pose and eagle pose for balance. Try twists such as triangle and seated twist to squeeze out old blood from organs. Stretch out the muscles around your spine and rebalance. Try hip openers such as pigeon pose to open joints, reduce aches and pains, increase mobility, and make the rest of the poses easier. Enjoy the practice of yin yoga, which is a slow meditative style where deep poses are held for long periods of time, as well as poses such as child's pose and corpse pose, which is called actually shavasana for myofacial release, stress relief, eliciting the relaxation response, and deep joint and muscle stretching. 
Try even a few minutes a day of breath work, such as belly breathing, alternate nostril breathing, and mindful deep breathing where you simply follow your breath in and out of your body while repeating in your mind a word like one with every breath. I actually recorded a few recordings for clients and um, where I walk people through this process. So even a few minutes will leave you more centered and calm, like a few minutes. And so yoga teaches you to pay attention to your body and your breath at every moment of your life. So outside of your practice, you're actually still practicing in your life. And teach these techniques to your children and grandchildren, to your friends, to your grandparents, to your parents. Share them. So I'm just going to go through really quickly because I was just thinking about this as I was looking at my notes that it's really important to point out that different poses also reflect certain emotional, um, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Emotional um, hmm, <laughs> states or we're targeting certain emotional releases, I guess you could say. Uh, maybe that's the word is release. So if you think about inversions, they're very um, powerful poses, right? And they, they bring freshness and vitality. Um, and if you're doing a flow, again, like that's another um, sort of physical uh, expression of movement through, you know, emotion. And um, again, it's another awakening, vibrant practice. But if you look at poses like, you know, the warrior poses and those strength poses, obviously in your emotional and mental state, you're looking to cultivate strength. Right. And that but the tree pose and eagle and those balancing poses are not just for balance in body, but in life. And, you know, what's really cool is that I notice that if I am off in my balance in my body, I'm off in my balance in my life. And if I'm off in my balance in my life, I'm off in my balance in my body. So tree pose is sort of a measure, a meter for me, as well as a therapeutic uh, rebalancing. Right. And twisting gets rid of all the gunk. It's like wringing out a rag. It's, it's detoxifying to do twists in your mind. You detoxify your mind and your body, physically your body. Hip openers bring you open. And let's say you have a resistance to hip openers. And that's one thing if you're doing yoga therapy and you have a history of trauma. Um, those are more difficult to do, the hip openers, because they leave you exposed. And some people really like them and seek out that kind of release. And I'm one of those people. Um, but uh, some people have a hard time with those and need to ease their way into it by maybe even doing some other adjunct, uh, I guess, practices that would help them to release whatever is um, keeping them, you know, trying to stay safe and not wanting to open up in that way. So you can actually see if people are really stiff in their hips, you know, well, okay, they could be sitting a lot, they could be, um, you know, ha not have done any stretching in their, you know, life or for a long time. But it could also be an emotional um, tie as that is with that as well. Now, I didn't mention actually back bends in this. But backbends are another opening, very vulnerable, but expressive, uh, young um, type of uh, set of poses that will um, really like, <laughs> I used to resist them because I always felt, I think it's because I felt I bent over backwards for everybody all the time and I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to contract into child's pose <laughs> and stay there. <laughs> so 
So it's really a great exploration. I really encourage you to have fun with it. All right, so last little bit, yoga for healing. Um, through every, throughout everything I've explored and tested throughout the years, yoga has healed me the most. If I'm not doing my yoga in life or as a physical practice, I'm off-center and can feel a profound shift in my body and sense of well-being. Yoga will push you to your limits and challenge you to go further every time. It's more than just stretching. It's prevention, it's maintenance, and healing. A means to access and nurture your most vital self. It's in connection to others where the light in me sees the light in you. Namaste. So thank you for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed that session. And may you and your family be well. This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next hundred things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. You can find us on Instagram at hff underscore revolution and also on Clubhouse at Empowered Family. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility. Thank you.